Hi, this is Wig. What is Global Health? The podcast from the Journal of Global Health at Columbia University that explores the philosophical underbelly of provocative issues in public health and science research. I'm Connie Chen, and this is episode number four. This week, the spotlight is on the Coney 2012 controversy and youth social movements. Our guests are Maya Cohen, executive director of GloMed, and Nicole Dussault of GloMed's Columbia University chapter. In case you're wondering, GloMed, with over 45 chapters nationwide, is one of the largest student-driven global health organizations in the United States. It's composed of networks of university students who work together with grassroots community organizations around the world to improve the health of the impoverished. And in fact, we had such a stimulating discussion with Maya and Nicole that we decided episode number four will be delivered in two parts. Part one is entitled, Because You're a Student. What is special about a social movement driven by students? Maya and Nicole comment on how GlobeMet has empowered students to put their visions of the world into action. Part two is entitled, Coney 2012, Social Media and Agency. As the New York Times puts it, Do social media campaigns give young people a false sense of accomplishment? And what is the meaning of agency, anyway? You're listening to episode 4, part 1, Because You're a Student, hosted by me, Connie Chen, and Kevin Xu, in conversation with Maya Cohen and Nicole Dussault. Maybe we can start with the question about students and social movements. Drawing on your experience with GlobeMed and in general, what are your opinions on the specific roles that students can or should play in starting and maintaining social movements? And could you tell us about maybe some of the difficulties that you have encountered? I think to start out with, um, you know, most of the powerful social movements um, in this country were um, either started by or driven largely by students um, and young people. Um, If you look at the civil rights movement, the environmental movement, um, the women's rights movement, so much of it came out of uh, university campuses. Um, And and I think that that is an important uh, part of history that often students um, don't necessarily uh, hold on to. I think that oftentimes there's a sense that you can be an activist um, or a change maker despite being a student, but not because of uh, the fact that you're a student. And that's something that I think that Globeman has really tried very hard um, to turn on its head and to have young people today really look back at history and say, actually, no, you know, it has been driven by people who are just like you, your age. Um, And I think that there are a few reasons for that. I think that um, the time in your life in which you're a student is a really transformative and important point. Um, I think it's the time when you're starting to come into your own, you're starting to shape your ideas about the world. And For those four years, you have access to some incredible resources. The first is, honestly, time, Um, as Nicole talks about taking six classes. Still, you know, your, your time is much more flexible. You know, you're not working a nine-to-five job. And not only that, but you're exposed to some of the most brilliant minds and, um, and educational and academic resources that you will have ever had at your fingertips. You know, for so many young people, their world opens up when they're, when they're students, um, when they enter university. And so I think that um, it's a time in which 
uh, people are being exposed to the world um, where they're encountering new ideas and when they're shaping who they are um, and what kind of work they want to do. And so all of those factors, I think, um, come together to make a, a really unique opportunity for students, for young people to say, you know, we see the world as it is. Um, this is what we think about it. Uh, we think that, um, you know, this is wrong or this is right. And uh, we're going to we're gonna try and change it. And I think that as the generation cycle through, that's an incredibly important thing to hold on to. I think each generation needs to have that experience of looking um, at the world as it is and imagining um, the world as they as they want it to be and putting that into action. Um, and so Globeman's role, I think, um, is, is to empower students and young people to be able to put that vision into action. Um, in terms of the, I think, you know, I'll get to the challenges in a second, but I think that um, it's a really important to highlight all of the resources and the actually unique opportunity that students have to make a difference. Um, so if I were to describe the the thing that I think GlobeMed students do best is I think that they connect the margins of the world. And what I mean by that is that um, if you think about the extremes, think about um, walking through Butler Library <laughs> and the incredible resources and um, wealth and knowledge uh, that's captured in that space thinking about walking through uh, Columbia's campus and, and all of the scientific innovation that's going on, all of the thought, um, and, and really the massive amount of resources that's captured, you know, between 116th and 120th Street, not to mention medical school campus and everything else. You know, that is an extreme. It's an extreme of the world in terms of its richness of resources. And then if you think about the places where students are studying abroad, where global students are working, um, where students, you know, are, are traveling to on their summers and internships, you know, they're, they're traveling to places that are the opposite extreme, um, you know, whether it's Lesotho or um, Cambodia or, you know, um, inner city Peru. Um, in Lima, you know, they're traveling to places that really have um, some of the greatest uh, depravity of resource. And they're moving back and forth between these two margins. And they have, I think, um, the time and the resources to travel between them. And they have the vision of imagining how you could actually connect those two such that it would lessen the inequality of the world. Um, and to have the, the guts, the chutzpah, um, you know, the pragmatic idealism to think about um, how do you actually bring those two together. And I think that um, that is really, you know, the idea of bringing the resources of Columbia to a place, you know, to take the Columbia example, to a place like Gulu, and then to bring the perspective, the vision, the voices, um, the incredible um, vision that's coming out of the communities of Gulu into into Columbia, and to say that these voices need to be at the table, you know, is um, is a really profound, the important exchange that needs to happen, and I think students can be the brokers of that. Um, and in doing that, you know, I think that that's really what builds a social movement, because you're connecting the margins of the world world, you're drawing ties between people who didn't know they could relate to each other, um, and you're bringing key voices into the conversation and bringing people around the table. Um, so those are all the things that I think are really powerful about being students. Um, and I think, you know, of course, that they're their they're fair share of challenges. Um, I think that, you know, the first challenge is, honestly, I think that young people don't believe enough in themselves. And um, 
don't uh, take the time to really think about the resources that are at their fingertips. If they, if, if you sat down, each of you, um, and I've said this to Nicole a thousand and six times, Nicole, you can. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but if you really thought about every resource that you had at your fingertips in terms of knowledge, in terms of funding, in terms of other peers, um, in terms of the fact that you have a loudspeaker as a student to really mobilize um, young people like yourselves, it's really incredible. And I don't think that um, young people today fully appreciate the fact. And so I think in some ways our own, our greatest barrier is ourselves. Um, I think secondly, it's, you know, for, for Globemen, we ask ourselves, you know, what is the role of students in improving global health? You know, we're not doctors, we're not nurses. What what role can we play? And so I think, you know, another piece is um, certain kinds of limited technical knowledge. Uh, there again, I could say, though, that I think students can mobilize that technical knowledge um, based on the resources around them in innovative ways. But I think that is that can be a limitation. Um, and I think lastly... The last challenge is, again, I think something that's kind of part of being um, young is the sense that students feel like sometimes they have to do it alone. And I would say, um, and I don't want to make this sound judgmental because I don't think it's necessarily coming from a um, bad place, but I think that the entire college application process um, and being a, you know, a talented um, student, talented young person in the U.S. is the message that you get is that it's all about you and your vision and your solution and your innovation. Um, and that, I think, is profoundly limiting because what you get is a lot of young people who think that they have to come up with their solution in isolation instead of thinking about collaboration. Um, and so in terms of building social movements, I think that's a lot, the biggest thing. I think we're taught that we all have to be leaders, where sometimes sometimes we have to be leaders and sometimes we have to be followers. And the best, um, the most profound change makers know when to do each of those um, at the right time. So I think uh, I think that, you know, I'm sure there's more to say on that, but that would be my, those would be my initial thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Maya. That's a, uh... Just, it's really such a such an uplifting message, um, yeah. and I, that's something I. That's it, it makes me feel really inspired, and makes me it makes it makes us as students feel like there's so much that we could do, um, and I think a lot of it goes to the fact that you know we uh, we go to school every day and we go through all these years of education. But what's really important, I think, is that uh, groups like GlobeMed and a lot of other um, global health groups out here, um, I think there's something fundamentally really important being done in that while we're students, um, these types of groups give us the opportunity to translate what we're learning, all this education, all these resources that we have, and allow us to sort of get some sort of a social change going. And I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's really uplifting and um, it's, it's very inspiring, it really is. Can um, I jump in, Kevin? Yeah, Nicole. I think um, what you're saying is actually really important and something that Globa does really well. Um, and Maya touched on this too. I think when well, you're asking about how do you make a uh, social movement, and Maya started talking about the idea of being a student. And I think being a student is one of the best times almost um, to become involved in a social movement because of mainly the environment that we're in. I mean, basically, it's an unparalleled opportunity to be surrounded by people who you know, who are your age and who you can connect with. And I think that um, having an organization like Globe Med allows you to be with people who you really can develop these deep and personal relationships with and that you have a sense of belonging to something that's larger than yourself, with people who share your values and who are not afraid to challenge you. 
And so it's, it's, it's an ability to create this sense of great trust that enables these uh, enables us to work together and to create create some to create really great change and to do amazing work. I mean, some of my best friends are in GlobeMed, and I know that I can go to uh, I can go to them with anything you know related to GlobeMed, related to my personal life, and that's just so important. I mean, if you're going to be doing really intense and intense work that takes a lot out of you, you know, doing a social movement really is. It's like it it's it's draining, but you you need to be surrounded by people who you love and who you care about and who you know you know feel the same way about you and who you can just really trust with like you know trust to have your back and the, the things you need and so globed really facilitates this in a way that few other student groups that i've ever been involved with have because it, it's just the environment that we create is one of you know just great compassion and great and and having really it really focuses on building these relationships and so it's it's like when you're doing all the nitty-gritty work that is just not you know they're not the most fun or the most exciting you know that you're doing it because others rely on you and you want them to be able to trust you and so it's the students and also i mean when you go to college you have all these preconceived notions in your head you have you know the set of values that you think you know and that they're you know almost sacred in your head and then you go to college and you start thinking about other things and you get different perspectives and it's it's kind of like life shattering i mean you you start realizing that everything you thought up to this point is different and to have a group of students who can who you're not afraid to talk about that with is so important i mean it, it, it's hard to start talking about you know uh challenging your own beliefs and to do that in a group where you know that if you say something maybe that isn't necessarily you know the right thing to say you know that no one's going to judge you and no one's going to look down upon you i think actually maya told me this quote once i don't think i'm going to get it right but it's like a weak calm like a weak moment doesn't make you a weak person i think it was something like that and um i just think that's such a like such a great quote because Absolutely. if you're going to yeah if you're going to have a social movement you need to you need to rely on people and you need to trust people and you need to motivate people and be inspired by people and globemed really facilitates that and creates an environment where students can learn from each other and empower each other and give each other you know the agency to create real social change and not just in a sort of you know mindless way where we all you know believe the same things but it, it's really about challenging each other too i mean like every week at our meetings we have some pretty you know, in-depth discussions that I don't even, like, we have, we don't come to any sort of answers. Like, I don't, I still don't know where I stand on half the things we talk about, but (laughs) the idea is to talk about them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just so important to help developing your own values and beliefs. And, and, you know, social movement really is driven by values and beliefs. Just wondering, um, Nicole, what drew you to GlobeMed? Um, Was this this something? It was an accident. Yeah, was this something that um, that you, you were interested back in high school, and plus Maya, you you started GlobeMed at Columbia, so I'm sure I'm just really curious to hear the the stories behind this. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I joined GlobeMed by accident. Um, no, really, I was actually okay. So I've been involved with uh, service organizations in high school, but they're more home repair and in Appalachia, not a, not abroad. Um, and so, but I, I was also interested in medicine because. Um, I really liked infectious diseases in high school, and so I wanted to be a doctor, so I went to college, you know, looking for, like, a service-oriented health group, and I actually saw a flyer for Global Brigades, and I was going to go to that meeting, and so I went to Hamilton on the night, and there was a sign on the door that said that the Globe Med meeting had been moved to Lerner, and uh, that's our student union building for the listeners out there, and so I went, I went there to the meeting and sat down, 
Um, and there was just these two girls there who kept looking at me, and I heard them like whispering to each other, like, this was a general info meeting, and I just felt very uncomfortable, and finally I asked them where I was, and I was in the first GlobeMed eboard meeting, not the Global Brigades info general body meeting. And so, yeah, they explained to me what GlobeMed was, and it sounded, you know, pretty amazing, but the application had been closed the night before, but they told me I could still apply anyway, just in case, and I never thought in a million years that... I would get accepted, but luckily I was honored enough and blessed enough to get accepted. So I, I joined Globe Med by, you know, a moment of fate, but I think it attests to the wonderful power that Globe Med has to, you know, keep students so involved. That's something I joined without even, you know, really giving too much thought in. It's become basically my life. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah, it's like really, whenever someone asks why I joined Globe Med, I'm always like, oh boy. <laughs> I, I'm always, I'm always so, so impressed by by the unity of everyone in GlobeMed. There's someone in my, um, in my CC class who sits right in front of me, and I, I saw a GlobeMed sticker, multiple. Oh, who is it? On her laptop. I think her name is Katie. Um, but but I. I Katie Hooden. Yes. Um, and yeah, I saw I saw the stickers, and immediately, I, I'm just always so impressed by. By how enthusiastic and how dedicated everyone is. <laughs> I think that's something really important about any group that you join. Maybe even it's equally important as to what the direct mission of that group is, because mm -hmm. you need that kind of collaboration in order to really have an impact as a group. Yeah, um, I think um, I think that I was thinking about this today, um, just reflecting on why Globe Med spends so much time building community. Um, and, you know, we have a position on the executive board of every single chapter across the network um, that is dedicated solely to community building and developing the relationships within the chapter. Um, and I think it's true that relationships are really at the heart of our, of our model, the relationship between the chapter and their partner organization, um, the relationship between the chapter members, the relationship between the chapters and the national office. Um, and I think that the thing is that at the end of the day, um, the core belief that drives it is that the love, and, and I say love, um, it, you know, love can mean friendship, it can mean deep connection, it can mean the support that Nicole is talking about, it can mean many different things. But really, the love that we have for each other um, gives us the courage to challenge power. And this has been true, I think, of every great social social movement. Um, you know, MLK talks about that, um, the, one of my favorite quotes is he says, power at its best is love implementing the demands of justice, and justice at its best is power correcting everything that stands against love. Um, which is just such a beautiful quote. Um, and I think that, you know, at the heart of it, it really is, I mean, what matters most to us? You know, when you think about, like, who won the Academy Award for Best, you know, Feature Film in 1972? Or even, you know, who was president in 1875? <laughs> Random year, you know? It's like these things that we hold in such high regard um, are not anything compared to things like the name of your first grade teacher, 
or that moment that you, you know, really connected um, with, you know, one of your best friends or, you know, all of the things that your mom has ever done for you. I mean, those are the things that really create meaning and, and drive us to act on behalf of another person, which is what a social movement is, you know, um, people coming together and saying, I'm going to stand with you in solidarity. We're going to fight for a common cause. Um, and he, I mean, the base of that has to be human connection, you know, because that's what withstands all the challenges of everything else. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely, I think Nicole hit on something that's really, really important. Um, and, you know, we dove right in. This is usually the thing we kind of warm up to in Globe Med. Um, but since we went there, I went there. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so GlobeMed also emphasizes relationships um, between the chapters um, at Columbia, for example, and the partner organization, which is in Gulu, um, mm-hmm. Uganda. Um, yeah. So how do you sort of maintain that connection and um, build a sense of trust and that common human connection that we were talking about earlier? Well, that's the most important part, the <laughs> relationship between the chapter and the organization. That, that's tantamount to everything. I mean, that's what we're all about, right? Yeah. Um, so I can, like, give you a little bit about what we do at a chapter basis, and then I think Mike can give a much broader sense of how relationships are built from, like, the ground up, because she was actually the one who founded our chapter and built the relationship. Actually, Maya, do you want to maybe start first then, and then I can say what we do now? Sure. Um, You know, I think the first thing that needs to be said is that um, the greatest privilege of being a GlobeMed student is having the opportunity to connect with these incredible, incredible grassroots leaders who are challenging um, the immense injustices that their communities are facing and are actively working to recognize their human rights every single day. Um, the thing that I think, um, the thing that drew me to GlobeMed and that I think that draws many other students is the fact that you have that direct connection um, to people who are cha- who are working on the front lines of, of social justice and, and health um, around the world and having the chance to learn and get to know them as people and really connect with them. Um, and so just, you know, kind of on a broad level, the way that it works is um, really it's about the power of the internet. Um, mm-hmm. Just as we're talking on Skype right now, you can talk to pretty much anywhere in the world. Um, it's it's you can connect with pretty much any country. Um, I would I wonder if there are countries that you know Skype does not connect to. Um, so I mean, just this morning I was skyping um, with Pamela, who's the director of Columbia's partner organization in Guli, Uganda, um, and we were we were talking back and forth. We were video chatting. It was face to face, and you know I still talk to her really often. And it's an incredible privilege of our generation that you can hop on Skype and completely for free I can connect face to face with someone who is on the other side of the world. Um, and so chapters have these conversations at least once every two weeks, um, if not more often. And um, the privilege of being able to hear the personal stories and the work of these activists around the world. You know, we have we have partner organizations in North America, in South America, in Africa, and in Asia. Um, you know, you've got students Skyping into Phnom Penh, Cambodia, into rural Nepal, into Lima, Peru, um, into Rwanda, Ghana. I mean... Literally from one globe to the other, 
And, um, and, and that is just an absolutely incredible privilege. In terms of how you really build that relationship, you know, I think that the, the, the thing is that um, sometimes people talk about development work um, or, you know, global health work as if it's different than any other work of connecting with anyone else, whether it's your roommate or, you know, someone that you meet at a random, you know, party or someone that you meet on the street or just a friend that you're trying to make. I mean, I think the bottom line is people are people are people. Um, and the same things that build the relationships that are most meaningful in all of our lives, trust, communication, openness, vulnerability, um, warmth, kindness are the things that build connections with people around the world. Um, listening is incredibly important. Um, being open to being uh, changed and transformed by the connection that you have um, and recognizing the fact that you know, you're coming together around, around a common vision and you each have lessons to share and to learn. Um, you know, that's that's true for, for anyone that you want to develop a close relationship with. And it's not any different whether you're talking to someone in Uganda, you know, or you're talking to someone um, in your CC class. So, you know, I think um, that is one of the most profound lessons that our students learn is that you really can hop on a Skype call um, with someone in Cambodia and find yourself, you know, I kind of call it the Sistine Chapel moment, um, you know, when Adam like puts his finger next to God, you know, and, and you have that spark, um, you know, I think that's what happens um, when people realize, you know, holy crap, this person has a completely different background. They've gone through potentially you know, genocide, poverty, sickness, just so much strife. Um, and here I am, you know, a, a junior at this, at this school, and yet we can connect around the same vision. Isn't that incredible? Um, that's a powerful, powerful moment. And I think that's what keeps our students in it for the long run and hopefully inspires a lifetime of, of uh, advocating for global health and social justice because it's not about a statistic or a number, but it's really about the human relationships that people have been able to build. Maya, just wondering how, um, before we get to Nicole, how'd you tell us about what was going on when you started the GlobeMed chapter at Columbia and started this partnership with, um, with, with the people in Gulu, Uganda? Um, I, it's really an, an enormous feat, um, what, what's happened since. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, uh, this is where the Globeman National Office comes in, and, and I would not have been able to, to do any of this without them. Um, basically, I, I was um, I was a sophomore at Barnard, and I spent the first two years on campus really looking for something to get involved in, and I um, I couldn't find an organization that was really. Um, so interesting that had the humility that I was looking for, uh, recognizing the fact that as young people we had a lot to learn, um, that was really deeply connected to the communities and listening to the communities and the vision um, of those communities that you know change uh, needed to be made in, um, and was really making an impact. And so the first two years I, I really struggled on campus. I um, had been involved in, in human rights stuff in high school and just could not find an organization to really sink my teeth into. Um, and so I also stumbled on GlobeMed by accident. I went to the Northwestern Conference on Human Rights um, because a, a close friend of mine was at Northwestern and uh, was sat next to um, a, a girl who was um, part of the GlobeMed National Office completely randomly in this giant room full of people. And she started telling me about the model. 
um, whereby students, you know, a group of students are connected directly to one particular organization. They um, speak with that organization consistently throughout the year. They work together to design, you know, a health project. The partner implements it, and you build on it year after year, really deepening that relationship and building on that impact. And the light bulb went off in my head, and I was like, this is so brilliant. It was one of those kinds of things where it's like, how could this never have existed before? You know, you think people must think that about Q-tips, right? It's like, how <laughs> not That's how I thought about the GloMed model. It was so obvious and simple and basic to me. It's about human connection and just connecting people around the globe that I just didn't understand how, you know, I hadn't encountered it before. Um, so I went back to campus um, and, you know, nothing ever happens from one person. Um, there, I had the incredible privilege of finding an amazing group of students who are willing to, to come along on the crazy ride with me. And, um, you know, the Globe and National Office um, takes it as their responsibility to um, be able to find amazing organizations to match with their partners. And so, um, you know, they had sent to um, as a national office staff member and a student to Uganda um, to find organizations. And so they knew that I was passionate about women's rights and about human rights. They had met Pamela, um, who runs an organization called Gulu Women's Economic Development and Globalization. Um, it's quite, quite a name, and the acronym is even better. It's Gwedgie. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to explain to them what a wedgie was, and they were just like, wow. Did you really? I think that's better than wig. <laughs> uh, but they encountered, you know, they, they met Pamela and Gulu um, by asking community members, you know, what's the organization that's making the greatest change in your community? Um, they tracked down those organizations, and, and Gwedgie and Pamela, was, you know, was one of them. And they said, you know, this makes a lot of sense. You know, you're at a, a you know, it's at Barnard, you're at a women's college. Um, you're so passionate about human rights. It's a human rights organization with a you know focus on health, and we think you guys would get along great. And Pamela is amazing, um, so we're going to connect you. And so they sent a connecting email, um, and Pamela and I hopped on Skype and started talking. Um, and then, you know, in those early in those early times, you know, it's so important to get the human story. So, you know, I, I asked her what was her you know, what, what was her story? And she wrote us back this just incredible description of everything that she had been through, um, and triumphed over and persevered through in order to start, in order to start Gwaji. Um, you know, and I, and I can definitely go into this, but, um, if, if you guys are, if you guys want me to, um, but it's just so inspiring. And after that, I just kind of sat there with my mouth hung open, you know, and she was like, so how'd you get involved? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, uh, you know, went to a conference and, and met a, you know, a young person. Um, and so, you know, from, from there, it was just about the fact that we were in it together. And, you know, I asked her, so, you know, we think we can raise, $5,000 this year, what's the best use of that money for you? She came back with a bunch of different project descriptions. Um, and something that I love about Pamela is that she never misses an opportunity to really um, bring the human story into it. And so in her in her first um, project description, she snuck in the phrase, in northern Uganda, poverty strikes like bushfire. This isn't a grant proposal, you know. And, and I remember just reading that phrase and just thinking, like, oh my, oh my God, like, this is so incredible that, um, that I'm having the chance to be able to work with someone who can put that into words in that way. And that, um, we're going to, 
be able to address that bushfire together and hopefully, you know, help extinguish some of some of those flames that are causing so much pain. Um, and so, you know, we went back and forth on a few different project ideas and, you know, settled, settled on a, an income generating project um, for, you know, seven families. Um, it was a goat rearing project. Um, and then got going, and over those months, I learned as much as I could from Pamela about goat rearing in northern Uganda and her story, and and tried my best to share that with the chapter and, and help them understand that by raising five thousand dollars, we were going to help you know one hundred forty five people to live on more than a dollar a day, um, and really work with them to to bring that into reality to have them feel that. Um, so, you know, it was, a. Uh, I think that the key thing that I would take away from this is oftentimes people say, oh, it's so great what you students are doing. And honestly, it's just such an incredible privilege to be able to work with such an amazing organization and an amazing woman. Um, and you know, that is a gift and a privilege that I will carry with me for the rest of my life. Wow. Yeah. I love that story. <laughs> it's very inspirational. <laughs> Um, okay, but yeah, Nicole. <laughs> well, um, I think when Maya said it's a privilege is probably the best way to describe it. I mean, I remember the first time I Skyped with Pamela, uh, first semester, freshman year. And like I said, I joined GlobeMed by accident. And so, you know, at first I wasn't, I'll admit it, I was not the best GlobeMed member. Uh, yeah, but... I mean, I remember my first Skype with Pamela, and I think that's, like, for a lot of people, what that's really what does it, because you hear her speak, and she's so articulate and well-spoken and intelligent, and she knows, like, she knows so much about her community and how to and how to help them about human rights, and she knows so much. She's been through so much. I mean, the stories she's told us have been just, like, awe-inspiring, and I mean, the idea of working with a woman who has, at the age of, by the age of like 24, was like running the Ugandan food, like uh, refugee program. It, it was yeah, something amazing, and like, it's just it's just profound. And I think the way we really maintain this partnership, you know, on a more of a day to day basis, is by trying to connect our chapter with with Gweji, and um, we we do this in a couple ways. Um, so. Every week, um, me and another girl in our chapter, we co-lead a program called Global Health U, and this is a you know a half an hour global health training and empowerment program. And so, a lot of Global Health U is dedicated to talking about our partner organization. We had an entire unit where we just like went really in depth into you know what global values were and explore them through the lens of our partner organization, looking into their history, looking into Pamela's history, hearing their words seeing their work, seeing pictures from their organization and getting like a really in-depth grasp of what GloMed does. I mean, what, what Gweji does and what GloMed's project with Gweji is. Because Gweji does a million things besides just the project they do with GloMed. And so it's important to re really understand, you know, the vast, you know, power and reach that Gweji has in Glue. And so that's that's one of the things we do, making sure that every single chapter member really understands what Gweji's mission is and what kind of work they do. And we also, you know, we do a lot of uh, we do a lot of talks on current uh, current events in Uganda. There's actually quite a lot going on right now in the national sphere. What with um, different, you know, national uh, political protests and a uh, and a uh, current the possibility of a current um, anti-gay bill right now. So we do a lot of talks, and then also like you know, ideas of like uh, there's an oil 
um, oil current events going on. So we talk a lot about those so we can keep keep our members, you know, current on what's going on in the country. And then we also have, um, which is how I became, you know, so dedicated and, you know, just talking to Pamela. We have Skype calls where, you know, every, every member can go and they can talk to Pamela. They can hear her words. They can ask her questions and she'll answer them and answer them really, really just wonderfully. And it's just, that's a really great experience. And then also this semester, we've started a pen pal program with, uh, with Gwedji, and that got off to a bit of a rocky start at first, but this semester it's much better. And um, we've had about 10 of our members have been connecting with actual Gwedji staff members and communicating back and forth and uh, talking to each other. And right now that's really what it is, you know, just doing a pen pal thing. We're hoping to develop more into more of like, a, like we're trying to develop an internet forum where we have, you know, pictures and videos and where we kind of can create more of a campaign built around this. And I think... Um, I think this this partnership is really what keeps. It's not just. And I talked a lot before about the relationships with each other, but the relationships with our partner organization is what keeps people really in Globe Med. Because I mean, your friends are in your Globe Med are important, and that's so necessary and vital to you know maintaining the social movement. But if we didn't have our common purpose, and our common purpose is Wedgie, then we would have be nothing to working towards. And so I think building this relationship and understanding how important our partnership is and understanding that, you know, Gwedji is a community-run organization that empowers the residents of GLU to become, you know, self-acting agents of change in their community. And that's just the most amazing thing that they, they've been doing this for so long and they're so, you know, they're so impactful in their community and really understanding the reach they have. And I think, you know, connecting each and every chapter member to Gwedji is just, a vital part of what GlobeMed is, because if, if you don't see the faces, if you don't hear the voices and understand the message, then it's it's hard to fight for something you can't see, you can't tangibly know. And so I think building this relationship is just, you know, without, without it, GlobeMed would really, wouldn't be what GlobeMed is today. This has been WIG, What is Global Health? The podcast from the Journal of Global Health at Columbia University. This has been episode four, part one, because you're a student. Look out for part two, also with Maya Cohen, Executive Director of Globe Med, and Nicole Dussault of Globe Med at Columbia University, in which we discuss Coney 2012, social media, and agency. Episode four and other previous episodes of WIG are available online at www.ghjournal.org slash WIG. That's www.ghjournal.org slash WIG. W-I-G-H. You can also find WIG on iTunes. Thanks to Karina Yu for contributing to this episode, and thanks to Kevin Shu for co-hosting. And thank you for listening.